Hello and welcome to Camera Eats First. My name is Devin. And I'm Catherine. And together we are two market girls. We run a vegan YouTube channel and a blog, and this is our podcast where we talk about things like veganism, how we make our recipes, how we run our blog, some food content, some food news. And for today's episode, we are going to dive into a new food science (laughs) creation All in the name of avoiding milk, but still involving the cow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or something. The cows ain't off the hook yet. No, not yet. Apparently, we need them. We need them for this. Apparently. For this milk substitute. Apparently, we need them for another milk substitute because the, what, 20 other milk substitutes aren't enough yet. I, I guess they're just not cutting it? Is it something about creaminess i don't know like before we get into like what we're actually talking about like i i don't again maybe it's just been so long but i feel like i've had some really good vegan ice cream and like really good substitutes for like dairy things where it's like milk based so i don't i don't know i don't get it It, i think it's just like it's still just stuck in people's heads that it's like it's not dairy it's not as good (laughs) yeah and i think it comes back to the same way we kind of tell people to approach like if we're talking about ice cream you should approach it the same way you might approach a non-dairy cheese yeah just don't think of it as like oh a substitute yeah think of it as just a different flavor of ice cream yeah because like as far as consistency goes i mean i think there's pretty good like soy is pretty good cashew is pretty good yeah and also like even dairy milk's consistency depends on the brand. So, like, it's not even like if you make something with dairy, it's always going to be delicious and creamy and that, like, perfect texture. That's not true. We've all just been raised <laughs> to not question it. Like, every brand of ice cream is different, whether it's made with dairy milk or not. And, like, the consistency different. Sometimes they're a little icier than others. And, like, it all depends on the ingredients and how they make it. So, like, I don't really understand why we're approaching... Like, it feels like everyone compares the the vegan alternative to the best possible non-vegan alternative. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they're like, if this isn't, like, Cadillac-level ice cream, I'm not going to eat it. (laughs) But I want it to be cheaper than dairy ice cream. (laughs) Well, life is short. I think we should all have Cadillac-level ice cream. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I really feel like like, there are some bad ice creams, but I feel like most ice creams are, like, at least, like, almost Cadillac-level ice creams because it's ice cream. Yeah. (laughs) So you're saying, like, a Toyota-level ice cream is still better than no ice cream. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, let's get into this specific and very unique type of (laughs) ice cream. And it's actually, so the ice cream is made by Brave Robot. Which I've been hearing a lot about. It's only in the States, I think. But I've been hearing so much about it. But I had no idea about the, like, ingredients of Brave Robot. It looks like the most, is it millennial or is it a Gen Z brand? Because, like... If you go to their website, I just feel like I'm almost too old for this. I feel like it's definitely the most Gen Z brand. <laughs> but the thing that makes it unique is that it it's made with this milk substitute created by Perfect Day. And they're a California startup. And basically their thing is that they 
I'm quoting this from an article <laughs> from Popular Science, and it says the California startup skips the udder by adding cow DNA to a prolific strain of a fungus called Trichoderma reese. Don't uh, don't quote me on that one. And then they ferment it, they give it some sugar, and eventually it becomes a dairy protein that has casein and whey in it, which are the proteins that they're claiming are crucial <laughs> to act something acting like regular milk, like yeah. cow's milk. And so that's what they, that's, <laughs> that give products made with regular old moo juice their wonderful consistency. I just needed moo to juice. say the moo juice part. <laughs> okay, so question. I'm on Perfect Day's website. Yes. And the, the first, not the process, the first thing they say on their website is animal-free dairy, which like, I have a little bit of an issue with because is it technically animal-free if you're putting cow DNA in it? I mean, this is possibly more of a gray area than the whole lab meat conversation. Yeah, because, like, this is the thing. Like, I like I don't necessarily... Like, if this is, if this is what works for a lot of people and it harms less, harms less cows, I'm here for it. Like, if we can save some cows' lives, if we can save some cows from being ripped away from their moms, like, I'm all here for it. But I still have a problem with them labeling, labeling it animal-free because it kind of feels like it isn't, even if it is cruel, better, like, I, want, I don't want to say cruelty-free because nothing's cruelty-free, but, like, better for the animals. Yeah, I mean, the thing that this is so on their site if you go to the process section it talks about how they obtain the dna and it kind of makes it sound like they don't actually have to go to the cow anymore because <laughs> it says the actual cow genes can be obtained non-invasively from hairs or even a cheek swab for us it was even easier we got the genes for free from digitally published scientific databases I don't understand. So that is more science than I can brain. <laughs> yeah, I can't brain this. So they just like upload DNA to a database and then they're like, oh, sweet. Let me use this for my new uh, ice cream hack. I don't. Is that science now? <laughs> is this food now? <laughs> so to me, that makes it sound like they don't actually go to the cow at all. It's still it's still so confusing to even wrap my brain around because like i agree where it's like that's it like let's for all intents and purposes even though i don't agree with the term for all intents and purposes it's called cruelty free because they don't have mm -hmm. to go to any animals for it i still don't necessarily think that makes it animal free mm. right like i think animal like animal free and cruelty free are two different things yeah but, it, like, if you right? physically don't even have to, like, see a cow or smell a cow in order to make this. Is it a cow? Is it, <laughs> <laughs> is it animal free? I don't, like, that's the thing. I've never seen this term used in any other product. Like, normally it's plant-based or vegan or whatever. I've never, I, at least if I'm remembering correctly, I've never seen anyone use the term animal free. So that's why it just, like, throws me through a loop for a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, and just the I think too the concept of the DNA being in a database, so they don't actually go to the cow at all. But like somebody had to, right? At some point. At some well, point. I mean, 
for historical and scientific purposes, I guess, I'm not saying everybody's DNA needs to be in a database, but like maybe one per species. Yeah, yeah. Just like, don't we wish we had that from dinosaurs? <laughs> <laughs> Can we make dinosaur milk right now? Well, if we had it in the database, we could. This is my favorite thing. I'm actually thinking about that. I feel like if, so like we come out with a new non-dairy milk, everyone's like, oh my God, isn't it enough already? Like we don't need more non-dairy milks. I feel like if some scientist came up with dinosaur milk, everybody would be like, oh my God, I want to try it. So like they don't have a problem with new milks being made. They have a problem with vegan milks being made. But again, I have no way of proving my point because I'm assuming dinosaur milk is never going to be a thing. I Yeah, I don't know that they're in the database. <laughs> But maybe we should look into that. Because <laughs> our new it's a gap in the market. Our new business idea: dinosaur Dino DNA milk. milk. <laughs> Dino, Dino milk. milk. I yes. love it. <laughs> we don't need any of this cow DNA milk. We want Dino milk. <laughs> but like, so this is just such a interesting concept to me. Like, I don't. I again, I didn't. Milk is never never anything that I thought of needed more improvements on the vegan side like i'm sure there's improvements everywhere but i can't believe there's a whole company focusing on i don't know focusing on this because i'm just like i don't know we got so many great non-dairy milk alternatives i don't know i agree but i i guess it well it's obviously coming from non-vegans yeah you still feel like no matter what there is something missing in the texture or consistency of non-dairy i mean sorry animal free milk <laughs> proteins and, and i will say if there is some company that can make something that takes milk ingredients out of every single ingredient list possible i'm here for it <laughs> i mean yeah and so can this become the solution i don't know like the whole thing is that it's still it contains the whey and the casein, right? The, yeah. And so it's that milk protein. They're like, it's got all the nutrition and things that make – It's they also talk about the nutrition side, right? Mm-hmm. Like the things that make milk great for you. Which, like, I think we've, like, had a lot of science that has proven that dairy milk isn't actually that good for you. Or at least it's definitely not superior. Or not as good other... as we thought it was. Not yeah. like this thing you need to be having every day and all this stuff. It's actually kind of, you shouldn't be having it every day. It should be only every once in a while. Exactly. Exactly. Now, the other side is that this also is not allergen friendly, right? Because that Because people protein, are still allergic to that. Yeah. Yeah. People are usually, that's what they're allergic to. It's the protein, right? The whey yeah. or casein. So it is okay for people who are lactose intolerant because it doesn't have lactose. Yes. But it's not okay for people who have a milk allergy. Yeah. Like, because they're usually allergic to the protein in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. So like this is very focused on the, like people who want to eat less dairy as a choice. Less so people who need to eat less dairy because they're allergic to it. Exactly. At least that's my impression of it. Yeah. So this also, and we've talked about this in previous podcasts or at least like versions of this. These products now always just remind me that we like live in a society that's never satisfied with something that isn't animal based. Mm -hmm. Like, why can't we just be okay with the like 12 other non-dairy alternatives? Like, I'm not saying they're all amazing. I think... 
some take some getting used to and some just won't work for people but there are a lot of different options and a lot of ways you can try and like see which one works for you there's tons of non-dairy milks out there and a lot of them are readily available at least here in Canada uh so like it's one of these products that I'm like like I'm here for if it convinces even more people to start like if it if it gets people to drink less dairy milk but I'm also like I don't think a product like this ever changes anybody's mind because like if a product like this didn't exist they'd just be drinking dairy milk it's not Mm -hmm. like they'd be like oh let me try almond milk this time or let me try soy milk this time or oat or whatever it is right like this product isn't a product that convinces people they need to eat they need to respect animals more this is a product that's like we're like oh we know you'll never respect animals so let me give you something that is so like as close as we possibly can get to it but what if they're doing it for sustainability reasons like is this a more environmentally friendly because of all the water needed in the dairy industry and things like that but i think there's also like non-dairy milks that are better sustainable like almond milk we know isn't the best sustainability wise but like oat milk's not too bad soy milk's pretty good for it like there are good milk alternatives for not saying this might be more sustainable I have no idea but like there are milk alternatives that aren't like that are pretty sustainable options Mm -hmm. right so like that's I it's it like it's products like this that make me like oh wow we'll never get to a point where people are just like no I'm just gonna choose not to kill this animal today like they need to have something they're like waiting for science to give them something that is so incredibly close before they're even willing to give up animals give up killing animals for their food Mm -hmm. I mean I do think like the more we've talked about veganism lately the more I think people are going to be making the change for sustainable reasons versus animal reasons like I just don't think not killing animals is ever going to be the strongest reason somebody converts yeah at least to the like uh majority of the population yeah but what this is making me think about is kind of a little discourse i've seen in the vegan world lately where it's this idea of like which is the most neutral milk (laughs) you know like looking for that neutral flavor when you're trying to cook with milk or something and everyone thinks that oh i have to find something that is similar to dairy milk because there's the perception that dairy milk is the most neutral flavor which but like, it's not what even does that mean yeah it's, it's just only the flavor everyone's because, used to exactly it's your reference point but it's not actually neutral like it does have a taste everything yeah. has a taste the it's only thing that whether, doesn't is essentially water <laughs> yeah so it's whether whatever you're cooking with can work with the flavor of the quote-unquote milk substance that you're using yeah so like yeah that's like that's like if someone grew up with almond milk that to them would be neutral tasting milk because that's their baseline (laughs) like it's all about what your baseline is exactly and don't you think that you would learn how to cook with that as your base yeah so it's 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 definitely interesting and I think people also think they're like I don't think there's anything wrong with having like you may not get that one non-dairy milk that substitutes everything that you can use in every use that you would have put milk in. Like I have two or three different kinds of non-dairy milk in my fridge. And I know that's a lot for people to necessarily do is be like, oh, now I have to buy three different kinds of milk to get my like milk thing. But it's not impossible to do. 
and also not uncommon compared to a non-vegan because a non-vegan could have their like 1% or 2% milk that they might use in their cereal. They could have their heavier cream that they might cook with. They could have their coffee creamer that they might cook with. Some people have multiple coffee creamers that they mix and things like that. So again, like that is also not only a vegan thing to need different milks for different purposes. Times. Yeah. Yeah. No, so I think... Yeah, th- this product is just, like, so confusing to me. Like, I, I'm here for products that make it easier for people to eat less animal products. But I also just, like, I don't know. I just wish we focused a lot on education rather than just trying to, like, I think we need a mixture of both. Where it's, like, we try and meet people where they're at, but we also try and educate everybody on like animal agriculture, sustainability, uh, food. Like so many people don't like the idea of milk being neutral tasting when it's not, it's just what you're used to. (laughs) Exactly. I think it's like adding on to that, just like an education around food and flavor and how you approach the expectations you have for the food you're eating. Like it doesn't all have to be exactly like this other thing you ate. It's just a think of it on its own instead of comparing it to so many things all the time well it's like like a mat i'm picturing somebody like you always cook with one kind of onion and then you try another onion and you're like oh this is nothing like this onion i expect it's called an onion why would it not be the same that's not how food works (laughs) the same way you wouldn't expect a spanish onion to taste like a green onion is the same way you shouldn't expect soy milk to taste like dairy milk And to that point, you wouldn't want them to because I need a Spanish onion for different reasons than I need a green onion. I need you to taste different. (laughs) Exactly. So I think we're just getting like, I feel like, and I don't know whose fault it is about like, like, I don't know where, like, if the fault lies anywhere, but like where it happened, where it's just like vegan products are looked at as absolute substitutes and like if it doesn't work for every single purpose I cannot use it even if it's like like even if it's like you're using dairy milk for certain things but you use soy milk for other things like those small things help so I don't know what happened where it was like it has to be all or nothing (laughs) and I I mean I feel like this is also a way bigger thing in our western culture than it might be in other cultures or other cuisines right this unacceptance of yeah for sure but i mean the other thing about perfect day which is the product that is used in brave robots yeah that's what they're brave robot i think okay brave sorry one robot yeah singular robot (laughs) is that all they are making is the milk protein and then they sell that to other people who use it to make something like ice cream yeah so they don't, like, make a milk that gets sold in grocery no. stores. It's just that protein that people then can use. So, like, somebody could buy that protein to make a plant-based milk. I I would think so. Or I, that's what I wonder. Like, what else are they going to use this for? I'm really curious how Brave Robot talks about that ingredient inclusion in their, like, ingredient list. Like, because there's so many, like... Like, again, I, I understanding that it is technically a plant-based product because no animals are actually involved. It's still kind of one of those products that's a little weird to wrap your head around. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you write that? What What's written in the ingredient list? Like, is it plant-based casein? 
Is that what it's called? Maybe. So the vanilla Brave Robot has water, sugar, coconut oil, sunflower, non-animal whey protein. Uh, it doesn't say it has casein in it, though. So non-animal whey protein is how they what they call it. Non-animal. So they don't call it vegan and they don't call it plant-based. Just non-animal. I really, these terms that involve animal, <laughs> I don't know why they freak me out. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think I'd read that. Like, because I've never seen it before. I would read yeah. that and be like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> what? Why would they just not call it plant-based or vegan? <laughs> or like dairy-free or whatever it is. Because it's not Because I guess it's technically free? not dairy-free. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't, non-animal as a classification is so confusing to me. So that one, that might be their downfall. That's not, that's not going to last. That's not going to stick. There's no way. Yeah. Because also like non-animal is not a like policed term. Like they just decided to use that. Like this company, whatever it is. They just decided they're like, oh, this, because there's no regulations around using the word non-animal. Yeah. On Brave Robots, like on their FAQs under product info, it says, what is animal free dairy? Animal free dairy is made without animal inputs. So <laughs> there was no focus group that involved animals at all. They weren't even, they didn't even see the product. The non-animal whey protein is identical to what's in cow's milk, but made without using a single animal in the process. Animal-free dairy is vegan, in brackets, as are all the other ingredients we use in our products. So... Tell me this wouldn't be the most confusing thing you'd read on an ingredient list. <laughs> so I'm I'm still so it has this, it has non-animal whey protein, et cetera, et cetera. And then at the bottom says contains milk protein. Oh. I wouldn't know what to do with that. I would read that ingredient list and be like, what the heck does this mean? <laughs> and so are they allowed can to Can I eat this? <laughs> well yeah, because like it's a whole thing whether or not a product can put that like vegan symbol on it, right? Yeah. So do are they, they have the vegan symbol on it? To do that? I don't know. Because again, Brave Robot calls themselves animal-free ice cream. They don't say vegan ice cream or plant-based ice cream or dairy-free or whatever. So they don't put vegan then. I assume they just put their animal-free label. It's so interesting. Like, I don't even know what to think about this. And I feel like we already have enough of a learning curve even with like plant-based or vegan that if you throw in animal free or non-animal <laughs> there's that's just too there's too many things like why is it getting so complicated yeah so like i'm I'm looking at the like one of their pints and i don't see like a vegan symbol anywhere it could be on the back but i don't see a ve- vegan symbol anywhere but across the top like the lid it says mm-hmm. animal free and it says lactose free I would legit be so confused reading this if I didn't know this was, like, if I didn't know the product, like, I knew about Brave Robot, I didn't necessarily know the ingredient list in it, but now that I do know it, if I didn't know that, I'd be so confused reading this ingredient list. And, like, that ingredient list is surprisingly short to me. Yeah. I feel like it's not that unsimilar from other non-dairy ice creams that just don't have this magical whey protein that do we even really need like they're so convinced that this is the key to a creamy delicious and right texture ice cream but i think that that already exists without this whey protein right like i'm sorry i've had so many great non again it's been a while 
I'm willing to admit that. But like, I've had so many good, Hutch has had so many good non-dairy ice creams that he's liked. And milk is one of his points that he struggles with trying to find substitutes for certain things. But like, there are so many good non-dairy substitutes out there so that like I just don't understand why a thing like this is necessary yeah and I'm even trying to think like usually in my house there there will be a vegan and a non-vegan ice cream container on the table if we're having ice cream for dessert like after yeah. dinner and like they don't really seem that different and then when we go to Baskin Robbins and they've got a non-dairy ice cream that is it's not nut based. I don't think it's even soy based. Oat but based? man, that I oh, I think it is oats, yeah. But it is no. Oh gosh, I forget. <laughs> Cuz I was really surprised by what it was and now I can't even remember what it was. Coconut? It, no, cuz I was glad that it wasn't coconut. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like surprisingly creamy and to me felt like the exact classic ice cream you would want to get at a Baskin Robbins. Yeah, like this is what I just don't really get. Like I think there's so many good ones. Like I think Ben and Jerry's is a prime example of that. Like I like I eat that non-dairy one and it just reminds me of Ben and Jerry's I had before going vegan. Like there's nothing to me. Like there are some not so great ones that were made years and years ago before newfangled technology. But, like, there's so many good ones. There's so many good ones from So Delicious. There's so many good ones. Ben and Jerry's. Um, a lot of the ice cream brands now have non-dairy alternatives that I think are pretty equivalent to their dairy ones. I don't. I, I haven't tried them all. But from what I remember, they're pretty equivalent. Yeah. And, I mean, they're within the non-dairy ones. They're not all created equal. But I think it's about figuring out what kind of non-dairy ice cream you like like sometimes I want a coconut and sometimes I'm really like I don't want any coconut in my ice cream for once please enough get and it out of here yeah I mean cashew is okay I think it it's you can still kind of taste that it's cashew again soy is probably my favorite yeah because I'm so the same good. way with the milk too I like soy milk above all else but I think oat is getting up there uh so Baskin Robbins is made with oat. Okay, there we go. And I just said oat is getting up there. <laughs> but yeah, like this is like, it's one of these things that I'm like, again, if it helps people, like if it helps animals, I'm okay with it. So like, I'm not like it exists. Cool. But I still can't wrap my head around why it's necessary. Like, I think it's just one of those things that people are just like, no, you just need it. It's just like one of those stubbornness of humans unwilling to change or unwilling to believe that something they grew up eating isn't actually necessary. But like, and that's like, I understand that's a really hard thing. Like you grow up being told one thing and then all of a sudden you learn that, oh wait, like there's so many other versions that are just fine. I don't need this actually. That's a hard thing to grasp. I get that. But like, just, I don't know. It just, it's weird. Like to me, I would view it more as like, oh my God, there's so many more things that I can eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Whereas oh my most, God. People, most people think veganism is actually limiting. Yeah. Which I don't think it is. I really don't. I think it's just switching what you're eating. It's not limiting. You're just focusing on different things. Especially nowadays where there's a really good like vegan chicken substitute. There's 
great vegan burger substitutes. There's like great substitutes for these things that everyone didn't like you normally could not eat as a vegan. I actually think there's so much more variety in a vegan diet because you're eating things that are sometimes more creative, but you're also like getting not only do you get so like most people get a dairy ice cream, but when you're vegan, you get oat ice cream, you get soy ice cream, you get almond, coconut, like there's so many different options. Yeah. And with some products, too, I find that maybe they're going too far trying to be exactly like the meat thing. And I actually kind of prefer the simpler vegan thing that just they've worked on making a really nice flavor. Or a yeah, something that's you know? like, hey, this is really delicious. It has a good texture. It is a good substitute for chicken, but it's not a replica. Yeah. No, I know. And I think, uh, case in point, our experience with pizza, pizza, chicken. I think, oh, I don't know if it's like, know. it's just, I think people are just working too hard to try and be like, oh, no, this is the vegan chicken. But just make a delicious product and people will eat it. I really, I'm, I'm not fully over that experience. <laughs> I don't know. I, so many people say they like it. I'm just wondering if we got a bad batch. I honestly, yeah, I kind of want to try it again because it's like no one else is talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really did not enjoy it. <laughs> so I, I might try it again. But I'm nervous. <laughs> But yeah, so like I I agree with you to an extent. Like I was somebody and I still am. I get really excited with new vegan products come Mm -hmm. out. I want to try them, all this stuff. But I also just like just give me something delicious. I don't like I'm I'm like all on board for the quest to make the best vegan burger patty and the best vegan chicken and fish and whatever. But in the meantime, just make sure you're making something delicious, too. (laughs) Yeah. yeah like it and it doesn't have to be a race you don't have to be the first ones just like create something delicious that's all i want yeah honestly we're pretty patient um <laughs> just maybe we could stop on the burgers for a little bit we probably have enough burgers i, I think we're in a good a place with the burgers yeah so maybe <laughs> we just I, we're, we are getting more and more chicken which i love to see yeah more fish yes definitely more fish like i don't know why we're so behind on the fish when like i feel like we just talked about this a video just went live guardian's been killing it since for years yeah how have more companies not tried to compete with that so like i don't know what's going on why are we not (laughs) are we just not in the vegan fish circle are we just like trapped in the vegan chicken and beef sections (laughs) we definitely are we need to learn more about vegan fish products I I think we're pretty limited in our options here. Yeah. But we're we're ready. We're ready. ready. (laughs) Yes. And like truly, I can't get past this whole idea that this uh, perfect day protein (laughs) that they're actually I know you don't like the whole animal free and non animal thing. But for me, it's the we're using the cow DNA for this. And, and and it's just said so chill like it's yeah. just like yeah we're just we're just using some cow dna like the weird part of my brain is going to this place where two cows are having a conversation like you hear what they're doing with our dna these days <laughs> yeah they're trying to make the protein that we make by eating grass all day and they're like yeah really turning it into ice cream now because they're just so obsessed with us. <laughs> Do they know grass is, like, readily available? Like, it's everywhere. <laughs> it's like that Mean Girls meme, why are you so obsessed with me? <laughs> Literally all animals. 
Oh, more conversations with cows. I want to know their thoughts on this. Honestly, I feel like of any animal, I want to know the cow's thoughts. I feel like they'd be the most interesting. Cows? Or chickens. You know cows are an underrated cute animal. O- honestly, 100% agree. They're so playful. They yeah. run around. They're literally like dogs. I found a cow on TikTok this week <laughs> that likes to cuddle and is super cute. And I just, I I just, it made me so happy. I posted it on our Twitter account. <laughs> They're just like, honestly, bigger, playful dogs. And I just like, I really wish people had more interaction with the animals they're eating. And like, we, I wish we did too. We don't really. Yes. But I think honestly, if people just interacted more with, animals that are used for food in North America, I honestly feel like more people would be a little bit more compassionate and maybe one meal a week choose not to do this or choose not to eat this. But like, I don't know. I just feel like when you have that bond with an animal, like almost like you could go to almost anyone in America and be like, but you know, like that whole thing of would you eat your dog? Everyone would say no, I would assume, or most people would say no. Because you have a bond with the animal. Because you, like, know that animal's personality. And, like, you know that they're playful and they're pets. And I just, I feel like we need to have more interaction with the animals around us. This went to such a beautiful place. (laughs) Like, less non-vegan ice cream, more time spent with cows. (laughs) I think, honestly, I think that's great. I think we, me and you need to get two pints of some non-dairy ice cream, go to a sanctuary, and hang out with some cows. (laughs) I'm I'm so down. Let's do it. (laughs) We should, next podcast, we're going to have a guest cow on the podcast. (laughs) I hope you're ready for those mouth sounds. (laughs) Should we do a uh, a Patreon mukbang with a cow? Oh, I was also thinking ASMR cow. (laughs) Oh my goodness, yes. Wow, I wonder if that would do well on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I just feel like people just need to interact with the animals and and nature all around us more. And maybe we'll all learn to respect each other. Because you also need to interact with the humans around oh, you. Oh, I was going to say we should do less of that because <laughs> I think we're learning that there's a lot of not nice humans. <laughs> I think we need to interact more with humans from a less anonymous space. Oh, okay. So not on social media. Not on social Got media. It. Got it. Okay. Yes. Um, and I just think we just need to interact with the world around us so much more than we do. Us included. Wow, this is a beautiful thing to be talking about when we're heading into fall and winter and I'm going to be hibernating. (laughs) (laughs) I think we should go to a farm sanctuary. I think it would be so much fun. Me too. I really do want to. Yeah, we have to plan it for sure. I never thought that this conversation would make me want to go hang out with a cow so badly. Yeah, I just like, I want to hang out with them and just be like, hey, yo, we're not here for your DNA. We just want to hang out. And, like, we don't need your DNA because you're already in the system. I know. Like, I don't know what the privacy laws are around that. I don't know where my DNA is now that you ask. Oh, my gosh. I have to go look into that. I'm sorry. I'll come back again and hang out with you another time. I have to deal with this. (laughs) Why am I having so many hypothetical conversations with cows tonight? I honestly, I mean, you would just, you have a strong connection with cows. It was a cow (laughs) that made you go vegan. So you have a very strong connection with cows. That's true. Cows from day one for me. Emma the cow, right? Emma? Yeah. Yeah. You have a strong connection with cows. 
Oh, I just never want to make a cow cry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you will never. Yeah. Who wants to be responsible to make a cow cry? It's the saddest thing. No, I don't like seeing any sad animals. But yeah, so uh, this was a fun conversation that yeah. went all over the place. But, <laughs> you know, to sum up, we're a little weirded out about cow DNA. <laughs> this is what happens when we try to talk about something that is so much science that we're just like, maybe we don't need that much yeah. science. I feel like if you want a more like thorough conversation about things like this, you need to go to like the Bearded Vegans podcast because like theirs is so in depth and like they have guests on. We're just here to offer our two, our random two cents. <laughs> exactly. And we will link to the popular science article that we found that sparked this whole conversation. It'll be in the show notes so you can go read it. Go find out about Perfect Day. Go find out about Brave Robot. <laughs> Decide your stance on it. You know, different strokes for different folks. But uh, let's let's all celebrate cows more. <laughs> yeah. I also want to know people's reaction because I know Brave Robots in America, I think only right now. And I want to know if, like, I don't know the marketing campaign that Brave Robot had, but I want to know if you, when you saw Brave Robot, were you confused by the ingredient list yeah. and the allergen notice? <laughs> Everybody's out here talking about lab grown meat, but nobody's talking about cow DNA ice cream. Mm? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And if you want to find any of our vegan recipes, we're at twomarketgirls.com or twomarketgirls on YouTube and all of the socials. Give us a follow, send us your thoughts, and be sure to tune in for the next episode. Thanks for listening. Bye. I just, I love all the cow thoughts right now. So pure and wholesome. <laughs>